Oh my gosh, this episode just reminds me of how freaking powerful the women are that I get to work with every single day. It's very rare that I bring a client onto an episode and man, was this such a good one. If you've ever wondered what it's like to sit in the client seat of WWBA, this is the perfect episode for you. And even if you haven't, and you just wanna learn from somebody who has done the dang thing, Krista Hooper has been in my mastermind for the last year and a half and she's 5X her revenue in that time frame. She's brought on multiple team members and she's also held space for a lot of duality, hard things happening in her her life, relationships, hardships in her personal life, and also still been able to scale her business. So in this episode, we cover what some of those hardships are and how to really move through those, as well as just what are the key elements that you need to really succeed in business and how Krista has moved through them. She's a whiz and she has so many golden nuggets through this episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned for the whole thing. And as always, if you guys really like this episode, if you appreciate it, if you like the potty, no pressure, but of course we always love when you guys leave a review and I get to read those. And I also do a brand audit for one person who leaves a review every single month. So if you guys do leave a review, don't forget to put your Instagram handle in there so I can give you a nice little brand audit. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample. I'm an online wealth and business coach for huge visionary coaches just like you. And I'm here to help you compartmentalize your massive ideas and turn them into a step-by-step action plan. After scaling two coaching companies to multiple seven figures by the age of 23, I wanna help you collapse time and give you the steps that you need in these short episodes. So get cozy, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I have such a special guest and an amazing client here with me today. Krista, welcome to the podcast, my girl. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And like I said, before we hit record, excited to be on the other side of the mic and be the one getting interviewed. I know. Look at this. Krista is such a phenom, guys. She has her own podcast. She's an incredible coach. Um, You're honestly, Krista, just like someone who's like always just been so well-spoken and like always been so Thank personable. You. So I'm excited to have you on the other side of the mic. Um, Krista, tell everybody what it is that you do and when you got started in coaching. Sure. So I'll give you guys the elevator pitch that I will shout out Ken right back. She's helped me perfect. And that is really, I serve my team, the fitness fix. I'm the founder of the fitness fix method. And we serve women who are just chronically dieting to the point where they don't recognize that they're not putting themselves first. They have tried so many different things. They're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, but they recognize that their diet isn't just what they're consuming. It's how they're prioritizing themselves in their day. It's maybe the fact that they're not prioritizing their health and wellness because they've been so conditioned to believe that as moms, as coworkers, as sisters, friends, whatever hat it is that they wear, that they're actually praised for putting other people ahead of themselves and just really rebranding this idea of selfishness as a positive thing. That's our big motto going into 2024 and a big focus for our brand. And that's something that of course, Course trickles into the way we think about what we eat and the way we train and the way we take care of our bodies, but it's a mindset and it's really trying to create an environment and a community that helps you put yourself first without feeling bad about it. Oh my gosh. I just need to like applaud you after that. <laughs> it's like so well said. <laughs> and you know, what's so cool. Like the one thing you said in there is like, like selfish is a positive thing. And I think it's so easy to say, like, you're such an embodiment of the work that you teach other women and just like seeing how much you've evolved 
I was looking back today. We started in September of 2022 together, which is crazy. Yep. I was like thinking back. I'm I like, oh, it's almost been a year and a half. And seeing how much you've transformed in embodying that phrase of like selfish is a positive thing in the last year and a half has been so epic to see your transformation. So I want you to kind of explain to everybody because anyone listening to this, Krista has had just insane, an insane transformation as a woman, as a business owner, as a coach, a podcaster. So Krista, give everyone like, let's say we're going back to like mid 2022, like where are you at? What's your business like feeling? Let's start there. So I love that you're framing this up this way. And I don't even know if you're going to expect me to say this, but what's interesting for me about my evolution and really embodying this idea is a lot of my selfishness has actually become forced. And what I mean by that is I have always been the person who wants to help other people, who wants to put everybody else's needs before themselves. I mean, shit, that's why you become a coach, right? If you don't have that in your personality, I think coaching isn't necessarily the place for you to be naturally. However, the reason why I say some of this is forced is because over the last year and a half, I have been removed from spaces and situations that just were not meant for me. And I went into 2022, like you said, September, 2022, and I may even need to back up a little bit. So I will, if necessary, but I, for the past two years prior to that, you know, typical story of it was 2020, the fitness industry certainly took a hit. Things started to change. And I actually had quit my boutique fitness job two months prior to COVID. So to paint the full picture here, we probably need to go back to 2019. And it was around December of 2019. So almost 2020, I had taken what I thought was my dream fitness job. I was working in finance before that. I was not the type of person who was meant to sit behind a desk. And I figured that out within two years of graduating college and working for different companies and hopping around jobs. And I went on to work for a boutique fitness studio. I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. It was promised that I would eventually become an owner of that location for this franchise gym. And after about a year, we were crushing it. We were making almost a million dollars in revenue in our first year, which was insane. We had like 500 members. It was one of the fastest growing locations of the entire franchise. And I was super burnt out. I was working like 80 plus hours a week. I had no voice by the time I got to every Saturday. It was a lot of teach four or five classes in a row, take a break for two hours, turn back around and go back to the gym again and do three more. And then wake up again the next day at four o'clock in the morning to keep running the same cycle. At 23, I could do it, right? Like I had the energy. I wasn't worried about too many other things besides myself. Life was pretty simple at the time, but it started to catch up to me. And I was like, this is not how I saw my life and the balance that I wanted in my life of truly enjoying what I did looking like it it was kind of fading. I was quickly questioning if my passion for fitness wasn't strong enough relative to the, let's call it work ethic that was required to be able to keep up what I was doing. And so I actually quit that position, not knowing what was ahead with COVID. So again, just to make this super clear, it was December of 2019. No one even really knew what COVID was yet. So there was no conversation around gyms closing, social distancing, masks, none of that stuff. And here I was thinking that I should just go back to one of my corporate jobs because with this mindset of, oh, this is a lot of hours, you know, maybe I don't, I'm not cut out for like an untraditional schedule. When I saw my friends having weekends off, I was kind of like, 
Did I sell myself short on that? Did I want to have that sort of like, let's call it normal lifestyle? Maybe I had made this decision without really thinking those things through and just needed to experience it. So I quit because my owners at the time wanted to cut my salary after I was working super hard and we were doing really well as a team. And I was like, I know my worth and I can't stay here. So I quit that job, but I had no backup plan. I was just like, I guess I'll go back to corporate America. I start interviewing, going through the process. I'm like, I could go back into finance. I had a journalism degree. Maybe I could go into marketing, advertising. If there was a job that fits some sort of capacity of anything I had done in the last three years or even six, if you counted internships, I applied for it. Probably over 50 job interviews. I got tons of rejections. And then that continued to progress up until March of 2020. And we can all fill in the gaps here, but the job market completely changed. So here I was, this very confused and lost person feeling like I was just a typical millennial. I was also told that I was a typical millennial on every single job interview that I went on to the point where I started believing that. Just people telling me, oh, you're a flight risk. You look confused. You don't know what you want to do here. On my end, I was thinking more of like, oh, I'm just going to do what Gary V says. And when Gary V's like, taste shit in your 20s, that's what I thought I should be doing. And apparently all the people that were interviewing me did not think that was a good idea. And I started to believe that myself. It really weighed on my confidence. I got extremely depressed. And with just the nature of our environment really changing with gyms being closed, I honestly not only gave up on fitness as a profession, but I gave up on it for myself. I stopped taking care of myself. And at the same time that I was dealing with a lot of these job transitions and just trying to find my way professionally, I also realized that I wasn't marrying the right person. So I canceled my wedding. I moved from Charlotte back to New Jersey where I'm from and currently live. And I felt really stuck. Honestly, I just felt like I spent six months questioning every decision I had made between 2016 and 2019, wondering if I should have taken a different path after college, wondering if I should have never had some sort of side hustle and fitness that led me down the road to being a lead instructor at that, that facility where I was working and thought that that was like my dream job, my be all end all, where, like I said, I would eventually become an owner. Like I had this whole different path just set out for myself and I wanted nothing to do with fitness because I felt like I failed and I really felt that I wasn't embodying and capturing and and showing up as the person that I know I am today and, and really have kind of found my way back to, if not even evolved. And in that time between 2020 and 2022, before we met, I tried my hand at starting an online nutrition business would do certifications here and there, different business coaching programs. But the best way I can describe it is that nothing stuck. Like there was really just nothing that I felt like resonated with me down to systems, approaches for sales calls, creating a personal brand and what that looked like. And I was just kind of grasping at straws. I started a podcast. I had a website, but none of these things were talking to each other. If that makes sense for any of the coaches out there who are listening and you're in that place, I promise it gets better, but I felt like I was all over the place. And so fast forward to September of 2022, I made my way back into the boutique fitness space, went back into doing group fitness, went back into helping a local studio with marketing and running their social media. And I was kind of like, okay, maybe this, this is the path that I can go down. 
until I started to realize that working for other people was just not in my DNA. And I think that's the best way for us to sum it up and fast forward to staying connected with our friend Paige, who works for you, obviously just seeing what she was doing on social media. I reached out to her and I'm like, Hey, are you working with somebody? Because you have so many transformations on your stories and I need to know what you're up to. Cause it looks like you're killing it incomes, a conversation between you and I, and the rest we can get into, but that's the full backstory on how I kind of got to where I was in a very like windy, unexpected kind of way. I love podcasting so much. I'm sure you can relate to this because you find out so much about a person, like even in our time working together, yeah. I'm like, Krista, there are all these little nuggets I didn't even know about you, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious. Like there's so much to go off of with this and I'll circle back around to some of it, but I'm so curious yes. to you, like, what, cause obviously you, you had to have been like almost at your last straw wits end, like going from leaving an engagement to like moving out of where you were living at the time to like your own health and stuff. Like what did it feel like for you? Cause it didn't make any sense, right? Like it doesn't, I felt like yeah. you were in a position where it made zero sense. Like we even had the conversation where you're like, I have to figure out how I can even get resourceful to make this happen. Like yeah. had to have really tough conversations to make it happen. It just like nothing made sense. Right. Like what was the thing right. for you where you were like, I'm just going to do this anyway, because you were sitting in a position where like you almost were, I don't say digging yourself out of a hole, but like, it just didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. To you. What did that feel like? And what actually pushed you to do it? So I love this question because this was honestly what I couldn't get over for so long in the period between 2020 and 2021, when I was just first getting my feet wet, trying to navigate, setting up some sort of online business, or even asking myself, honestly, like, should I stay in fitness? I I thought about that all the time. And for as much as I was ready to walk away from it in the beginning of 2020, every time I made a little bit of a step forward through 2021, it would never be enough for me to be like, okay, I can go full send on this and really feel confident in making this decision and growing this business. So I allowed this talk track to just continue to kind of like follow me like a little cloud of like, None of this makes sense. And that's your fault because I took full responsibility for all of the decisions that I made. And I couldn't get away from this idea of it being my fault, but also me being responsible for the one of getting out of it. And I think that's what really shifted for me. Of course, just kind of finding my way and getting back into the boutique fitness space. I think it's important to acknowledge for anybody out there who does any sort of in-person coaching, you can relate to this. But when you move and you need to literally reestablish your clientele and kind of become known again as the instructor who teaches XYZ class, I had to do that. And I had to do that at a time when gyms were closed. So I couldn't figure out a way to just network and connect with people who might be able to kind of help me go to that next step and reestablish the persona, let's call it, that I created around myself when I lived in Charlotte as being known for being this awesome fitness instructor that all just kind of disappeared. And I kept thinking that, oh, Zoom coaching like wasn't the right answer for me because I loved being with people in person. I'm super extroverted. I was like, I'll never get my energy that way. So I can't run a business like that. It won't make me happy. I didn't want to be like back to back in Zoom sessions, running personal training clients all day long. Like that wasn't enticing to me, but I knew that something with nutrition was what I really cared about because that's where I saw the biggest needle mover in my life. And I knew that women, and still to this day believe that too many women are being fed bad information in this category. Most of our clients kind of have their shit figured out when it comes to working out. That's not their problem. It's all the other 
stuff that I was describing. So I just had this knowing that even though I wasn't sure about how the heck I was going to make this happen, there was a gap and there was a space to better serve people. And I could probably fill up, figure out a way to fill it. But I kept assuming that I needed other people to do it. And that's probably the biggest shift I had, even just in the first conversation that you and I had in September of 2022, just kind of recognizing and having somebody else really call out to me, like, Hey, you have really great ideas. Like I've never had the conversation around being a visionary until I met somebody like you. And I was like, yes, but I feel like I just have ADD and I'm like bouncing back and forth from one thing to the next. And you really helped me shift that to a positive as seeing that as a superpower versus seeing it as something that was distracting in any kind of way. And I was at a point where right around the time that we met, I kept replaying this conversation I had with a boss back in like 2018, probably before I went full-time into fitness, I was working for this asset manager. And he said to me one day, he was like, I was getting ready to leave this asset manager to go to the boutique studio full-time. And he goes, I know you think you're making a good decision pursuing this different industry that you're passionate about, but I can promise you with the little bit I've gotten to know about your personality, you will never be happy until you fully work for yourself. And he said that back to me in like 2018, I wasn't there to receive what he actually said, but it kept coming up. And the more I met people like yourself, the more I was talking to friends who seemed like they figured it out from what I saw online, I was like, maybe this guy was right. Like it just, it resurfaced. And I quickly realized like, at this point, I have nothing to lose. Like if I can't make this work, I told you a few months ago when we were in San Diego, this was my Hail Mary. Like just figure it out. And if this is my last attempt to make this entire process work, at least I tried. I knew I could walk away after six months of working with you and feel like I really gave it a hundred percent effort because you just gave me this feeling of like, I could have structure and systems and direction. And once I had those things in place, then I could actually give this a fair shot. All the visionary stuff could get organized. If that makes sense. We need to give that guy, we need to like go back and send that guy a gift and be like, thanks. I know. <laughs> because he's amazing. Literally. Yeah. Um, so I want to bounce off of this because like, I feel like so many people yeah. are stuck in a situation where like, it doesn't really make sense for them to make an investment mm-hmm. into coaching. I'm sure you get this even with clients, like they're yeah. at their wits end and it's like, it, they don't have the resources, but like, if they don't actually do something about it, like they're just going to stay stuck or end up like being in a situation that they don't love, like you staying in boutique fitness, I'm sure you wouldn't have absolutely hated your life, but like it would, you would always have that feeling of like, I'm not fully tapped in. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so for a lot of people there, they kind of sit on the fence and they teeter totter around that. And I know it's a lot of people who are also really big visionaries. Like you said, like anyone listening to this, Krista is such a visionary. She has the best ideas. She draws so many parallels and like, it's been so great to see you also add more structure and free up some time to be able to like, be more in that visionary role. And I'm curious, like, obviously being through the program now for almost a year and a half, mm-hmm. what do you feel like as a big visionary? Cause we work with, you know, a lot of women who are multifaceted and they have a bunch of different ideas and yeah. fitness space. It's really similar. Like a, a lot of people will say, you know, like, Hey, stick to one thing and only focus on one thing. And when you're multifaceted, that doesn't freaking work because you have all these ideas that you feel like are confined. So I'm just curious for you, like after taking that Hail Mary, what was like the refreshing point for you. What's been like one of the, I know there's been so many wins in your business. Like you've had a ton in the last year and a half. We could stay here for an hour and talk about them, but what do you feel like as a visionary has been like one of the bigger wins going through the program inside of your company? 
I'm going to, I'll boil it down to two. Cause I don't, I think these are tied. So I think first and foremost is just acknowledging that you already have a lot of your potential clients in your network. They're in your atmosphere. They're in your ecosystem, whether that's through Instagram, whatever platform, TikTok, doesn't matter. They're there, but it's just getting really clear on how to actually speak to them and how to actually draw them in and then convert them into a client. And something that has just really stuck with me from the education side of things and what you share with us in our weekly mastermind calls inside of our Slack channel, just in our group, is the fact that so many people don't even necessarily know that they have a problem, but they may really like you. And I had a lot of that. I really think that that was what helped a lot of my success early on once I started to get structure in place, which what I'll say is number two is just actually having somebody lay out for you what systems make sense rather than trying to dance around and Google shit and be like, should I use this? What CRM system should I use? What software should I use for project management? Like there are so many things out there and it's not to say that you can't figure it out, but I realized even in high school, college, my first and second jobs, like you are so much better off asking somebody who's already done it rather than trying to just sit there and throw shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But that's the fitness parallel. You said it yourself with your clients. Like people will keep trying diet after diet after diet, even though they all are kind of the same. If you actually like boil it down to what they're asking you to do. And yet they'll still sit there and be like, I, I just can't make this work. Or they'll pay for the like $29 a month app from some fitness influencer and try to follow their workouts instead of working with somebody like myself and like the other women inside of our program and make a real investment in actually changing your life. And in the long run, you'd probably spend less money too. For as much as you think you wouldn't, if I could go back I actually had this conversation with someone in our mastermind program and she's a few years younger than me. And I told her, I was like, if I could go back and do one thing differently, I wish I found a program like WWBA when I was 23 working those desk jobs, because what I did instead was go build shit for other people. And that's when I helped that boutique fitness studio grow their franchise locations. That's when I helped them grow their social media. That's when I gave them strategies that if I only knew what I could do for growing the, the brand that would eventually become the fitness fix or just my own personal brand, I, I would imagine I'd be like three times as far ahead as I am right now today. And that's totally fine that I'm not, but it's just interesting to be able to watch other women who are 25 as I now approach 30 and just be like, this is so fucking cool that you have the capacity and the opportunity to go build something like this for yourself. Cause when I graduated college, like even the coaching space with Instagram and the way it is today, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different, right? There's so much opportunity. And I, you know, mm -hmm. what? I kind of circling back to you again, Krista being like such a big visionary and going through all this planning and like getting this structure in place. What has that done for you individually because I know we talked about it from a company standpoint but like with you having more structure and you coming from this belief of like I'm just all over the place I'm a little chaotic like I feel like most women yeah. in our program are like a little bit of like chaotic when they first come in I call myself the chaos yep. coordinator at this point because I feel like that's <laughs> my main responsibility um what has that done for you in regards to like maybe like the ideation side of things like have you been able to produce launches you never thought you'd be able to what has that done for you from like when you first came into the program to where you're at now Okay. So the biggest tangible that I know anyone can appreciate 
if you have ever had the thought of, I have no idea what to post on Instagram or whatever platform you rely on today, I have so many thoughts. I don't have enough days to post on Instagram now. Like my ability to just ideate that way. I'm, I'm so excited. Like we have really, and it's nothing sexy either. I think that's the thing that people really don't understand is like, if we were to show someone who isn't inside of our mastermind, what our marketing calendar looks like, it's not fancy, but it just helps you have a place to just brain dump things. And then also zoom out too, because I think one of the things that I would get stuck in is having so many different ideas. I wouldn't really know where to start to actually plan them and lay them out on a realistic timeline so that I could wake up every Monday of the beginning of each week and be like, this is exactly what I'm going to do today. So what was I doing on the flip side of that? I was just constantly thinking, okay, well, like, what's the one thing that's going to move the needle and helping me get the next client? I didn't actually know for as much as I thought, oh, maybe it's just, I just need to spend time doing another Instagram post. When we met in the, like, right, I would say within the first six weeks, probably of working together, it allowed me to start to actually acknowledge what are the things I'm doing in my business that are not a useful point of time, like what they're not useful for me and moving the needle in the direction I want to go, even in the other jobs I had too. So in being a part of this program, I still maintained that job position. It eventually went from being full-time to part-time as the fitness fix continued to grow. And I pulled back, but ultimately it gave me confidence and it gave me the confidence to actually pull out of that job, even though I was let go on a very surprising note, but the day that it happened, I was like, I'm fine because I have, I, I was excited. I got all this time back that originally I felt so stressed out because I felt like I had to do things. And I think that's the best way to sum it up. I felt like I had to go teach X number of classes per week. I had to go have a certain number of personal training clients. I had to clock an extra 10, 15, 20 hours working on this other gym social media versus just being able to step backwards and figure out what do I want to do and what am I really good at doing? And then from there, being able to grow a team that can help me outsource the things that aren't necessarily my strengths and have somebody else take ownership over that aspects of the business. I want to dive into this team thing because this is so good. And I feel like so many people are in a position where they need to get their time back and most people don't recognize. Mm -hmm. I want to really highlight something that you said is like, I say this all the time to you guys, but scaling is not about doing more. It's about how can you actually be doing less and being really good at the 20% of the things that you need to be doing and give 110% to those things. And I think a lot of people confuse that with like, I just need to work on more things and having that time back is what helps you produce, you know, bigger projects. Like you've created so many different pathways for lead generation and different pathways for you to have launches and upsell and then, you know, downsell and get more people into your program, which has been so cool to see. And I want to make this very clear for like anybody listening. Krista is somebody who is autonomous, right? Like, you know that about yourself, like Mm -hmm. you would take the action. You're an initiative taker. You're not somebody who like needs a kick in the butt. So like for anyone out there too, I totally am the same. I can resonate on so many levels with that where even for a long time, when I first got started, I was like a little resistant to something like mentorship. It's like, well, I'm autonomous, but for anyone listening, right. it's like you can be autonomous and also it only gets better when you add someone who can expand on ideas or hold space for ideas or help you structure the ideas. Like you said, Krista, that's kind of been in that wheelhouse. And I think so many people kind of have an ego around that where they like 
keep these, I post about this in our Slack this morning, but those like self-preserving stories of like, oh, I don't really need that right now. Or we create these stories that end up becoming our truths about why we need to keep ourselves small when really you could be like light years ahead if you just actually took the leap and made the investment. It goes the same for your fitness coaching clients. It's like, sure, you could lose totally. a pound in a year or you could lose 15 pounds with the right support in the same amount of time, you know? So I want to circle back around to the team thing because you've obviously been able to really step into leadership this year and start to bring in team members, which has been really cool to see. How has that, not not necessarily for your business, but for you personally, like how has that transformed you as an individual with bringing in team members and how has that supported your business? So first and foremost, people like to say, and I don't know who originated this, but I wish I did because I'd love to give them credit, but I'm just going to steal it. Being an entrepreneur that then manages a team. So let's distinguish between an entrepreneur versus a solopreneur and no knock to somebody who's a solopreneur operating their own business. You, you can relate to the fact that the book starts and stops with you, right? It's the ultimate form of therapy. And that's what I wish I, I knew who, I wish I knew who coined that phrase of like entrepreneurship is just this big test because you have to be responsible for all of your own shit. That gets magnified though. And this is a difference in my mind between being a solopreneur and being an entrepreneur when you have a team. And I believe Mikhail actually pointed this out to us one time on a call because I asked him this question and he was like, yeah, it's, it's a, you really up level what you expect of yourself when there are other people that are relying on you to not only, you know, have their livelihood, but to actually get a project done and are looking to you for that direction. And I will transparently say that being autonomous, this is where it becomes a little bit of a curse because it's really tested me over the last year to recognize that not everyone is going to operate in the same way of, Hey, go work on this project and then come back to me in two weeks and show me what you have. Other teammates need a little bit more direction. And I've really learned a lot about myself and my communication style in really, really figuring out the best way to share certain information with different people on my team. And also just managing the fact that the people who work with me don't have the same exact schedule that I do. And at one point they were operating inside of my chaotic schedule when I was still holding some other kind of part-time job, teaching group fitness classes and growing the fitness fix into what it is now. So it's a lot of moving parts. And it definitely, like I said, it just tests you in a way that like it becomes a mirror, like any relationship. A lot of times people talk about this inside of romantic relationships, but I think it's super evident when you're operating inside of a small business of like where your own gaps are, it's going to show up in the way you interact with your team members. So it just kind of forced me to take a harder look at myself and the things that I can work on and finding the right balance of taking responsibility for what I should be in charge of as a leader, but also creating the space and environment for my team to feel comfortable to just go run with something and know that even though this business is my baby, I want them to have the same level of passion and ownership around it too. That's a delicate component to try to really balance for people. And it's something that I'm still totally working on. Yeah. It's always a work in progress, right? Having a team is like a whole mm -hmm. different level. And you know, something too, Krista, for you this year is like, you also experienced just a lot this year, just like personally yeah. woman growing, like life stuff happened. I mean, I think we can all relate that like life stuff happens. Right. But like 
you freaking held it down, girl. Like you continued to hold it down. And what I think is so cool too, is like you also looking at like alternative, like levels of support and like multiple investments mm-hmm. to continue supporting yourself, which I think is just so honorable in our space. Cause I think everybody should have that space for themselves and someone who can support different spiritual goals, business goals, life goals, financial goals, whatever it is. I'm curious, just your thoughts on this, because like you held it down for your team, even with so much going on life-wise move, like getting fired from a job, which is crazy to think it was all within this last year. How I'm curious for you, because I know you said it's all about personal responsibility, but like not everyone, not everyone chooses to hold space for the duality of like having hard shit happen and then also showing up for the business. What goes through your head on days like that? And what's helped you with still being able to show up for the business? Because you've just been so incredible with doing that through all the shitstorm and all the things that came up. Well, thank you. I'm actually, thanks to the support of another type of coach, of an embodiment coach, I'm working on better receiving compliments and support because this is something that we talked about is that I have this wiring inside of me that I will get more satisfaction off of accomplishing something when I did it myself. And that is a great quality because it feeds into that autonomy, but there's the duality, right? Because what's the double-edged sword to that? What's the dark side to that? Is that you're so misindependent that you just blow through things and you don't actually take five minutes to sit with yourself, check in on your emotions and check in on how you're feeling. And honestly, I will say, what's gotten me through 2023 is going to change in 2024. And what I mean by that is the, the, like, what's the best way for me to describe this? The attitude. I think that's the best word that I recognize that I had through a lot of personal changes that I made from being fired from a job, from even going all the way back to canceling my engagement. It was very much a I'm choosing myself, but I'm doing it for the sake of trying to prove other people wrong Mm -hmm. because there were so many naysayers and there were so many people who were like, you can't do this. This isn't scalable. That's not possible. And look, that lit a great fire under me and it helped me literally quadruple my business in a year. And I will be forever proud of myself and my team for being able to say that. But I recognize there's a limitation to that energy. And that's the other side of it. That's the If you keep going and going and going, and I've always been that go, go, go kind of girl, even since I was a little kid, you could literally ask my parents that question. It's going to catch up to you at some point. And for me, I'm now at this place where I'm starting to reevaluate for myself. What do I actually want my personal life to look like? Because I have this amazing capacity as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that I get total control over all of it. And I get to control the way I run my business. I get to control that way I feel about all of that. But it's important to recognize that sometimes the dark stuff that you went through, having gone through this space and place of feeling so low and so lost and so confused, my guiding light for the last three and a half years has really just been, I don't ever want to feel like that again. So I have this purpose and this mission that I recognize is bigger than myself, but is also about me in that I don't want to feel like that person who's lost again. I don't want to feel like that person who's lacking direction because there's no reason to, because I do know what I want to do. It's just a matter of actually continuing to do it, but now shifting into 2024, doing it in a way that I think I said it to you maybe like a week or two ago, that's how can I be? this hustler who also embodies peace at the same time. 
And how can you have both of those things? Because you can, and you're somebody who has really allowed me to kind of see what that can actually look like just in your energy and the way that you show up. I have admittedly a tendency to just kind of brush things off to the side and be like, let's get this business done. Let's go do work. And then I'll leave the the space. I'm putting this in quotes because I don't always leave it for the emotions and the crying and the whatever later. But I wasn't always honest with myself about actually processing those things. So that's changing as we move into this new year. Oh my gosh. I love this. Cause it's like, so it's the grounded growth. It's like the grounded growth method. Yes. It's like you free up. And that's the hard part, right? When you come into the program, because it's like you free up time and space. And then it's like, what do I do with this time and space? And then like the common woman inside our program, kind of similar to you and like the past version of myself, like, well, I'm going to work more. Duh. Like if I have more time, like why would I not use that for working? Like I have a massive vision, which makes sense. Cause you're like super yep. excited about it, <laughs> but it's like, also you could like do something fun. You could like go get your nails done. You know, like half the winter program when they first come in, they're like, I can't mm-hmm. sit and get nails done for an hour and a half. And then it's like, that's where the grounded growth comes in where you learn to like, just relax into the success and relax into it. And then you end up like creating that flywheel, that like compounding success. Cause you're in that really magnetic energy of like, you're doing things you love and also making money and also signing clients and building the business. You know, I'm so excited for this next year for you, Krista, because the level of growth you had, but you literally forexing your revenue this entire year through like having that hustle mindset. And now you get to like relax into it and like relax into like the rocket ship and just like skyrocket off. So one other thing I kind of wanted to ask you on here too, is like, you've had a lot of life change, right? Like we can definitely say like your life Mm -hmm. has changed a lot in the last year and a half having a business is so it's such an amazing thing because it allows for you to be able to create a life like you said that you want how has your life shifted like I think we can definitely acknowledge the fact like your life has still shifted a ton in the last year personally even with dedicating a lot of time to business like your life is so different from when you first came into the program and obviously with you having like increased revenue I'm curious for you what has that allowed for you to do in the last year yeah so it's important to just kind of go back to what we were talking about in terms of where I was in 2022. And at the time I had made the decision to move back in with my parents because I had moved back to Jersey. As I said, I really was unclear about what I planned on doing next, but I had this voice in my head that had so much shame around that because I thought that I made these decisions that put me in a position that I had failed. And that even though I could hear the stories all the time of, oh, so many people moved back in with their family during COVID, that was a normal thing to do. It, for me, that didn't make it okay. Because I felt that it was symbolic of me not moving forward in my life on all of the shoulds, all of the, oh, you're 20 something, you should be on your way to getting married. Oh, you're almost 30, you should be buying a house. Just like all these rules that are frankly made up and no one actually cares about except for you putting them in place on yourself. So I was in a position to where when I first came into your program, I was like, you know what? One of the other reasons why, even though this feels like this might be a big reach, it can make sense for me right now is because I can take this risk. And if it doesn't work out, I also don't have as much to lose. It's not like my parents are gonna be like, okay, you're out of the house. So I felt more comfortable making a more scary investment and having their full support behind it because they had been there for me through the entire time of what I went through, but also having hard conversations with them to just be like, look, it's not healthy for us to be in this dynamic. It's, and it's not. And my mom would very quickly say that too. 
And I can, I know that when she listens to this podcast, she'll agree. Our relationship has only gotten better since I've now been in a position to be like, okay, my business is thriving and I am ready to move out on my own. And so I made that jump about six months. It's already been six months, which is crazy. Um, I moved back in June of 2023. So I'm coming like right at it. We're like almost exactly at the six month mark, which is wild. And at the time I, I literally, I don't think I ever told you this story, but when I applied for the apartment that I'm sitting in right now, I actually wrote a letter to the landlord because I knew that being self-employed, it might be a little tricky for me to be approved for a lease. And with the help of chat GPT, everyone, I wrote a letter on exactly why I would be a qualified tenant and what would make me a great tenant to have in this apartment. And the guy called me and he was like, look, I wouldn't normally do this, but you seem like you really want this and I'm going to make it happen for you. And I was just, I was like, I can't believe it. But I, I could believe it because I had worked so hard and because I felt like all of these things were moving in the direction of my favor because of what I created for myself. And now I've been in a position where, yes, even though it was because I got fired from a job and I didn't expect it, I've had so many wins of just being able to have the flexibility to schedule a trip and not have to worry about losing income for training sessions that I canceled or worrying about talking to six other trainers at my gym just to cover me for a class. Like not having those little stressors in my life to the point where I felt like I wasn't actually living my life has just been such a game changer for me. I went to Dallas. We were in Dallas together back in October, then was able to come to your retreat in December in San Diego. I just booked my flights to Vegas for the Real Coaches Summit in March. These are all things I felt like I would have had to jump through massive hoops just to be able to make happen. And I have so much just pride and like being able to look back and say to myself, you did that and you created that. And now bringing this full circle to the other types of perspectives and coaching that I'm getting going into 2024 and the additional support, what I've come to realize through working with you and working with this new embodiment coach is the current reality that I'm sitting in right now was created based off of all the beliefs I held in 2021, in 2022, and 2023. So if I desire for bigger, better, more, whatever it is going into 2024, I have to start thinking that way right now, but I have so much confidence and groundedness in knowing that that's possible because I can look at the track record of what I built for myself between 2022 and 2023 up until this point. Oh, it's just like the better it gets, the better it gets. That's just, that's just like the motto going into this next year. I'm so excited to see everything that comes your way, Krista, dude, thank Thank you you. for for sharing all this too. And like being so open. Cause I know that this has just like been such a great part of your journey and all this stuff is stuff that like, I'm sure even when you first got started, it's like, couldn't have imagined is like being where you're at, but you're such a beast dude. And it's been so cool to see you just like consistently grow and learn. So I'm curious if you have any words for anybody who's on the fence about joining WWBA, what would you say to them? If it feels scary, you're in the right spot. And I take that for the, I I think this is something that's really important to think about. I don't even just mean scary financially. When I think back on all the jobs that I had, even internships, different mentors I acquired over the way, especially when I worked for really large companies, when I was first out of college, it's kind of a cliche, but it really is so true when you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that has been said to me time and again. And 
I think one of the hardest parts about being an online coach, there's no room, like there's no room that you're actually sitting in. Right. So you got two things you got to do. One, you got to go create the freaking room. And that is mastermind programs like this one, but two, how do you discern what's right for you? And how do you figure out if there is yet another business coach trying to pitch you something on Instagram and sliding into your DMs? How do you know if WWBA is the right one for you? I wish I could say that like I had these like criteria of why, but it was just like a gut feeling. And I think that has a lot to do with most of the women who listen, most of the people who listen to this, I'm assuming are female. And I think that's giving us credit of having that female intuition uh, the other business coaches, no knock to them that I worked with, but they happen to be men. And I felt that there was just a disconnect in some of the energy, but I couldn't put that into words at the time until I met you until I started talking to other people inside of our program. And it just kind of clicked and it just made sense. But when I say that it should feel scary, yes, the financial piece of it, you may be questioning, can I make this money back? And I think it's kind of shown through this conversation, 100% you can, but that's not without the effort. And I have put in a ton of effort and will continue to, to be able to grow. And that's not the, the hustle piece. Like we're not kidding when we talk about that side of it. I usually have to tell myself to turn my computer off most days. It's really true. But I think that a lot of people just have this hesitation because you're not sure if it's going to work out. If you feel like you get some kind of energy from anybody you talk to from WBA that you're like, oh, I never thought about this this way. Or this person just kind of has this thing, this aura about them that I would like to be that way more. That should show you that you have something to learn from them. And if you have something to learn from them and you can always have that attitude, then you will wind up in the right rooms. And in this case, like I said, it's a virtual room. So you got to go create it. Oh my gosh. That was so good. Mic drop. I don't even need to say anything else. Krista, you're the best dude. I'm so grateful I get to support you. You're amazing. Thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you for everything that I've been able to do and just always holding space for all of the ideas that I do have and maybe even pulling me back down a little bit to send a reminder of, Hey, you don't have to do this all in a day. <laughs> you guys can see mine and Krista's Slack messages. It's like at least four times a day, three times. It's my yeah. favorite. Like I'm the type of person where I'm like, if you have an idea, throw it my way. The inbox is open. I'm not always going to get back to you right away, but like, I love the way that you like communicate and just always throw ideas. It just like makes for such an incredible game plan long-term. Um, let everybody know, Krista, where can they find you, plug yourself, go for it. Sure. Yeah. So as we mentioned at the top of this episode, I myself have a podcast, so I'll start there. It is called the fix with Krista Huber. I'm coming up on over three years of podcasting, which is wild, but it really is something that I love and I'm so passionate about doing. If you have clients who maybe get stuck on certain concepts or you're just looking to connect with other wellness professionals, whether their companies sell awesome products or different services. That is really what I do on that platform. It's a chance to highlight other amazing coaches and just other amazing people in the wellness industry, but also talk about some of the mindset shifts that are really required for actual change, whether it's the physical changes or some of the mental changes that we talked about, especially this idea of taking responsibility for your stuff and putting you first. 
I am most active on Instagram and my Instagram is at the Krista Huber. And then of course I've got my Instagrams for the fitness fix, which is just at the fitness fix. And for the podcasts is at the fix.official pod, but I'm literally always in my DMS all the time. So send me a message. If you have questions about WWBA, if you want to know, like, what does it really take? I was very raw and honest here, but I promise you it's a decision you will never regret. You'll regret not doing it. So if anyone has questions and wants to come talk to me, I am always all ears. Go follow Krista guys. She's an amazing coach to follow too. I love you so much. Thanks for coming on girl. I love you. 